Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We've got more correspondence. Tracy Ullman coming up. Oh yeah, Tracy Ullman uh, from Into the Woods. And we talked to her Really should pod. have said that at the beginning. In fact, we'll, we'll copy it. We'll paste that into the beginning. Until the box set is sponsored, we would like to uh, pass it on to three friends. Just tell three friends to download. Now we're not on iTunes new and noteworthy anymore because you have to only be six weeks old to be on that, and we're older than six weeks now. Um, we uh, we need all the help we can get to get those figures going, so um, please pass it on if you can. Um, we have got a small development coming. You may notice a little difference in the way that we appear on our website, theboxsetpod.com, and we suggest that you download an app called Acast. Acast, it is a podcast app, and we are becoming part of that. We've been invited to be to take part in that. Uh, it's very exciting. We believe the Scandinavian. Yeah. Um, watch this space. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Adam emails and says, what is the difference between a TV box set and just a TV series? Absolutely nothing, Adam. I've been thinking about that, actually. I think there might be a difference. I think the difference is mainly um, a kind of artistic and budget tree approach. So a TV series is more something that's been made by a network with people who are perhaps on staff at the network it feels a bit more like that this oh. box it's more about a feeling there's no specific rule a tv series is exactly the same as a as a, as a tv box set no how is it in any way different all right then let's talk about challenge annika this week yeah but that's not that's a difference that's Why is that, it, that doesn't what? that what doesn't Why encompass what you what? can't say that because tv series includes everything yeah. And you can get a box set of so, Challenge Annika probably as well. So so is that a box set then? Well, we just don't include it in our little world. We look at TV, How drama come? and comedy. Well, so so the answer to the question is... I don't want to review Challenge Annika, How old? I don't want you to, but you've just said there's no difference. I'm just saying there is no difference. Draw no. a line in the sand or we'll end up reviewing... I just proved, Jeremy Kyle. I just proved there was no difference. You can get a box set of Challenge Annika. You can watch the TV series Challenge Annika. There's a there's no difference. But there is a difference. There is. You just said. I did. I just proved that there's two. That one thing is twice. It's the same thing. Annika Rice is on box set. Annika Rice was a TV show. Adam is making a criticism, Jamie, and you are not defending it. You're just agreeing with him. What constitutes something that you'll talk about, and what constitutes something that you won't talk about? Uh, well, it's any see, any show that we consider to be a, a drama. There or a you comedy. go. So there's your answer. Adam. We're not going to call it the TV the- comedy and drama box uh, TV a podcast. No, we're, we're not. Call it the box set podcast. Well, exactly. We're just being finicky here. We're not being finicky. This is important. Adam wanted an answer, and the answer is Adam. Whatever Jamie says, a box set is. That's a box set, all right? Yeah. Those are the rules. Uh, good. But I have been thinking about that, and I think it's something that has more artistic merit. It's something that has employed a, a, a writer and a director and a cast, and they are in it 
for the long haul. It's not like a a, a, a weekend night entertainment show that's just been chucked on, mm. and it's also not a soap opera. I hope that answers your point. Um, <laughs> I find that point annoying, though. Right, I'm well, going to lie, Adam. Well, Adam emailed it, so there you go. Okay, let's look at the box set news. Have we yeah. got any co- correspondence left? Yeah, loads. All right, well, we'll look at the news first. All right. Um, first of all, if you go to the boxsetpod.com slash news, mm-hmm. you will see all the latest news. I want to start off with a, a few stories that are, that are on the website already. First of all, the Golden Globes. They were a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one fact I want to mention about the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Every TV category yeah. was won by a TV show mm. on cable TV yeah. or on in-demand services. A network television sh- uh, uh, you TV You could say about a win. box set. That's, that is what a box set is then, Essentially, isn't it? Actually. Yeah, well, cable TV though as well. This is cable TV one big yeah. as well. But yeah. n- network television didn't win a single TV award. That is groundbreaking. Things are changing massively in TV land and Golden Globe Awards really showed that. Uh, when I look at some of the other things I've got on the website, uh, of course, as big as is Woody Allen yeah. is going to... Now, Amazon Prime, we haven't talked much about Amazon Prime, but it's mm. basically like Netflix, mm. yeah. but it's the Amazon version. Yeah. And on there, they've, they've managed to get the signature of Woody Allen to make his first ever TV show. Yeah. This is a big deal. This is Woody Allen. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. I mean, he's quite a controversial figure at the moment, though. Yes, he is. Hal, would you, but would you a- sign him? Would you sign a man who... Uh, I won't finish that sentence. <laughs> would you? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going into that. I'm just going to see him as an artist. He's a very talented director and writer. Right. And would so I right, be interested... And will I be interested in watching what he's done? Do I like some of his films? Yeah. yeah. And I'd be interested to see who else what do you he want produces. On your books, Bill Cosby. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know. Why I this mean, Jamie Jamie Incorporated? It sounds you know, like a do we still like, company to work for? Do we for? still like the music of Michael mm-hmm. Jackson? Yes, we do. Yes, we damn well do. Because do he's you dead. Play thriller and we in no your longer bedroom. have to face the issues. It's a big deal, though, Woody Allen going to Amazon Prime. It's a big move for them because as a network, they're getting better, Prime. I just watched a show they've got on uh, Amazon Prime. It's called um, Transparent, and that's just won a, a Golden Globe as well. It's about a transgender uh, played by Jeffrey Tambor who comes out and reveals to his family that he's transgender, and uh, it's really it's funny but very also moving. Yeah. Uh, it's worth a watch. And uh, definitely Amazon Prime is making a move on Netflix. It's saying, hey, guys, hey we've, guys. Got, we've got the big cojones. Yeah. We've got Woody Allen on our book. Watch your back. This is the future, man. The future's here. Netflix yeah. and Amazon starting to own content. This is the thing. The studios, these studios things. Studios will be something that people hire, and that's it. It's not studios that belong to a network anymore. It'll just be something that uh, Amazon and Google and um, Apple and Netflix will be something that they hire to make stuff with people they've bought. I concur with those thoughts. And also I want to mention a few TV comebacks as well. So first of all, we've got the return of Twin Peaks. It's been announced they're making a new version of Twin Did you watch the original no. Twin Peaks? No, I down, didn't. Down, 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 down. What's this? Down, 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 down. 
Does that bring back memories from your childhood? No, it doesn't, because I didn't watch it. Oh, it was a brilliant show. David Lynch directed... Now, the first eight episodes are brilliant of, of, of the original Twin Peaks. You should watch them, Howell. I've yeah. got the box set. I will, I'll watch I will lend it to you. Well, every, this is one of those reference points that so many people have got, isn't it, Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks is massive, and it was a huge deal, but then it went downhill, because David Lynch got busy doing films, yeah. so he left the TV show, and then he got really weird and a little bit rubbish. Well, he is guaranteed he will be directing every single episode of the new Twin Peaks and he's got original cast member Kyle McLaughlin aka Agent Cooper the coffee loving man on the show again as well so I'm very hanging, excited about is that, that hanging with Mr Cooper nothing to do with hanging with Mr Cooper how I don't What's know that? what that, reference that's some kind of that comedy that's a, a comedy TV show right. from the early from the to would late you, would 90s would you class that as a box set if, it, if you want to call it a box set and talk about hanging with Mr Cooper we can do that <laughs> Uh, but I doubt anybody, even Mr. Cooper, talks about that <laughs> heinous show. Whoa! Oh, come on! Uh, Whoa! Also, another TV comeback, The X Files. Yeah, I can do music as well. Um, so, X Files is coming back. Yes, they've got Gillian Anderson. Apparently, they're just working out Gillian Anderson's schedule because she's quite a busy lady these days with the fall. Yeah. Uh, David Duchovny, also involved, and original creator, uh, Chris Carter. Is this for a series? A new X-Files TV series. How the many f- series did they do? Is it about 20 They did about or nine or so, did a couple of films. Felt like a lot. I mean... I got bored, but was, the first few series I was hooked. Remember Tombs? You know, the problem Ooh, scared is... scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and the problem is at some point in your life you have to realise that anyone who believes in aliens... In the sense that they've visited us and done or said things to us, are uh, lunatics. Sorry, I know I've just ruled out a you know fifth of of America at least, but lunatics. That's in your opinion. How are you just been brainwashed by the media into no, believing no, that there's no, no aliens opinion, out there? Opinion of the truth is out there. Science. The truth is out there. <laughs> Um, so we'll find out more about that. So that's the big news. Jackie has emailed Howell and Jamie. Why I love the box set. Because even if there are lots to watch in the world, it's nice because you have lots of recommendations amongst the box set, box set episodes. And when you stumble across one that sounds good to you, you go and check it out. It's lovely. It's nice to have a guide to what's out there. Yeah. I, thank you, Jackie. And I was uh, that, I, that's that's true, isn't it? Because I was worried that like we recommend so much stuff. I thought, oh well, it's just like having friends recommend stuff. You, you'll end up just recommending too much. But actually, the truth is, when somebody does recommend something that resonates with you, off you pop. I mean, the thing is, like, I love it because what, what, what the big deal for me is when you get to the end of a show, you want to know, right, what should I watch now? Mm. And I often go to reference points like uh, magazines and websites yeah. to find out what I should watch next. And I like to think that this podcast gives you a little bit of guidance of where you can go next because you need to find the next big TV sh- to watch. And it's winter. You need something to cuddle up with. We are your personal time. recommendation service. Email us, studio at com. Um, but th- but I think there's something funny about this, though, because I- I've not yet had anybody email and said, can you recommend something? I don't think anybody ever asks that, do you? Um, well, people tend not to. That's why Five just, well, what Dangerfield you, is on the podcast. No, but what you say is, I say to people, what you're watching right now? Yeah. What TV shows you're watching right now? Yeah, but if people get in touch, it's mostly to, to recommend something to us. Yeah, and, we want and that's to, fine. That's what we want. Yeah, please carry on doing that. I know that uh, Johnny recommended the third series of Lilyhammer. Yeah. He said, because yeah. the second one went a bit off. That's on Netflix, by the way, Lilyhammer. It's a, it's a really good mafia ghost of Lilyhammer show. I'm halfway show. through number three now. Is it good? Yeah, it's really I good. I want to watch it. <laughs> right. 
right, so we had Mel on from ChuckTV.net last week. Last week. She was great. She's a really nice guest. Since then, I have finished Chuck. Oh, yeah. I have now watched, what was it, 91 episodes oh, of Chuck. Oh, that's too many. I am. Um, it, it is too many. In the middle there, it gets a bit too many. And somebody texted, uh, somebody emailed and said, said that they gave up around season three because it got uh, too much. Right. right. But so if tell you, me, Howell. Yeah, my, my advice is... Stick with it. Commit your life to Chuck. Give up your whole existence mm. to a TV show called Chuck. And let me let me ask you this, Howell. Yes. You watched the finale. Did yeah. it make you up, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Best line yet. <laughs> oh, you can use that one. Um, so good? Mel had scared me because last week she was saying, you know, the ending isn't rainbows and butterflies. And so I was convinced somebody's going to die. Yeah. Um... I'm going to just say straight off the bat, none of your lead characters die, okay? I just want to sort that out straight off. Yeah. But she's right. Something happens. And it is a, in my view, it's a brilliant... Should you have just told us that none of the, the lead yeah, characters die? Yeah, I think so, because it ruined it for me. Thinking, I, I think that the reason that the fans were gutted, right? And this, is, this goes for any box set. And I want to talk about endings to things. When you're coming towards the end of something... You've invested your life in in these characters, and as far as you're concerned, they exist. It's a really fundamental, troubling thing that happens when a TV box set ends. You go through a kind of grief because you can't believe that these these people Mm. don't exist. They don't exist. They no longer exist. Now, maybe the characters don't die, but you've got to deal with the fact that you have to face the fact yeah, that yeah. you've invested in people that aren't real. But also, you want the satisfaction, the, the ending, mm. as, a, as, a, as a viewer, you want the satisfaction of having the ending that you desire as well, don't you? Yes, you do. Like, and it's hard when you watch a show and you don't get the ending you want. For example, The Sopranos ending. Left a lot of people um, It left a lot of people angry. Because it's kind of ambiguous, there is... There is no way. I have thought of... I emailed Mel to suggest this. I have thought of the best way to end any TV series. Tell me more. I'm not sure if I should say it, because what if we ever write a TV series? Oh, ho, 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 we won't. All right. The ending is this, okay? No one is ever going to be happy with the end. You can't please everybody with the end, but what you can do is... is end with a deal. sex scene. End with no, a sex no. scene. People it, doing it. You've got to deal with the subconscious problem of having to deal with the grief that these people are not real. Mm. So what you do in the last episode is you make them real, okay? So in the last episode, they do their kind of goodbye scene, yeah. right? This isn't one scene. I mean, all the different characters that you've known, known yeah. and loved, they tend to have a little goodbye moment. Getcha. They have that goodbye moment. And just for 30 seconds, the camera follows them walk out the room. Yeah. And then you see the edge of the set. And you see oh, them. Oh no! You see them. Oh no! No, it's not contrived. <laughs> that sounds really. It could poncy. be. It could stink. <laughs> but I mean, it's genuine because I'm so glad you told me that. Because shut the <laughs> fuck up and listen to the rest of my explanation. So they walk off set. They walk off set. You see them end the scene, right? Yeah, I get. And you. then it's not. It's not contrived. Mm. You're not tracking along the floor, watching them get in the car. You, what you do is you just show what happens after it. You don't tell the actors you're going to do this. Mm. It's like an out. You know when you watch outtakes, sometimes the outtakes are better than than the series. Mm-hmm. Chuck outtakes are brilliant. Don't watch them until you've watched the series because there's loads of spoilers. But Chuck outtakes are hilarious, right? Yeah, but you're talking about breaking the fourth wall, Howell. I'm saying why don't 
there is there is a gap, a massive gap in the in the box set market where you break the fourth wall in some way. What's happened in Britain is a TV programme called Mrs. Brown's Boys has come along. If they make a mistake yeah. in it, it's yeah. kept in. Break if they it. if they start yeah. laugh, if they start laughing, yeah. it's kept in. Yeah. There's moments where she talks to the audience, she steps out of the fourth wall. And it's brilliant and it's gone down really well and there's nothing wrong with it. The mm. audience knows that they're that they're watching something that's pretend. If you kept in the outtakes to a series it would be genuinely revolutionary. You can still invest in the characters. You can still carry on with it because because you, you can when you watch back outtakes from something you love. Are you talking about the closing credits then? No, I'm talking about the whole of the last episode. <laughs> you just begin to show. You begin to show that these people are real. <laughs> oh, that Adam Baldwin isn't just his character. He's really Adam Baldwin, mm. and subconsciously it tells you Adam Baldwin's going to be all right. He's he's part Do of your you world. Need to somewhere. be told that. I think Are that you... I genuinely think that that is the psychological reason why people have why why they no. why why writers find it so hard to end series and why people find it so hard to accept the end of series. Sexy, is that they have to accept that they're de- they're not real. That's the way you end a TV show. Make everybody get over the grief with a, d- a sex scene. My TV show well, would end well, well, would descend into a porno. It would be just a massive <laughs> orgy. And all the cast in a big orgy, yeah. Caligula style doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, grapes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just people just running around naked, mm. and then the camera sort of fades out, pans away. Just see someone's butt cheeks bobbing I, up and down. To go back to Chuck for a moment. <laughs> um, well, they have a sex scene. The end is frustrating in that when I was a director, somebody once said mm. to me, we go. Um, Don't direct. It'd be a long one. Someone once said to me, don't, don't direct the last seven minutes of something, right? Don't do anything. Don't do anything that makes it look like a director's made a decision. Uh, right? Okay. Just let it be. Just I like, let it, I like let that. it live. I like that okay? thought. And um, in this case, it, clearly a decision was made, and I can see that the fans weren't happy because it... Uh, I wish I could discuss it properly. Oh, no. But let me no tell spoilers. you, I can see why the fans are annoyed because I really, really like happy endings. To me, this is a happy ending. Right. But it's... It's not the happy ending you've been expecting, but it is a happy ending to me. It's a, it's it's it begins a new story that you are not going to be able to witness because the series is ending. Yeah, that's what happens. It begins a, f- a new story. You know what I find hard? Uh, you know, with like murder mysteries, who done it? Yeah, they they're often the most unsatisfying yeah, that's endings. why Alfred Hitchcock said he would never make another who done it yes he did didn't he? because you can never live up to the payoff there's nothing worse and that's and so many shows fall apart because of the who done it factor and it never works out and you never get the satisfaction i recently watched the fall which had Gillian anderson in it mm. it's one of the few shows i've watched where it actually gave me quite a satisfying ending mm. and i was like oh you're doing the things that i wanted to happen and yeah. that was really nice because yeah. you've taken me on this miserable journey yeah. and now I feel a little bit like I've got some payback from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you want to give the people what they want. Yeah. And do you know what? In in a weird way, Chuck's ending gives the people what they want. It Of all the box sets I've watched, Chuck is the most um, cartoon-like, I suppose. It's the most ca- comic. It's not a massive in-depth thing. It's a bit of fun to Let enjoy. me say this to you, Howell. Uh, the other night, me, Ian and Lauren oh, watched our first oh, episode. Wait. No, I won't say any more. We're going to give it but, in, We're going to give the second episode a go. You better give four f***ing episodes a go. I will. Because that is the rule. I will. 
but the first episode left us not un- unenjoyable, but yeah. we were the concept left us a, a little, yeah. you know, a well, little bit did uh, you, did you alienated. Listen, did you even listen to what I said to Mel yeah, yeah, on last did, week's podcast? And that's why I will, I'm not giving up on what it. What did at I all. say? You said that it's the first said four the special episodes. effects is quite yeah, a lot to buy. Absolutely. Chuck is quite a lot to buy at first, and not because it's. Not because it's complex, but because yeah. it's simple. Okay. It's a science fictiony premise in a real world. Okay. I'm going to go back. I didn't say I'm not going to go back. Just saying it wasn't the best start ever. Do you but know what? We're going back. Do you know what? What? In a couple of months, I will play this conversation back to you. Yeah. And you will not believe that you ever had a negative thing to say about Chuck. You know what? I, and let I, me I, t- how, you I want that to be true. Chuck is not the deepest story in the world. Yeah. However... In terms of an ability to end a story, mm-hmm. Chuck is the best ending I have seen of any box set. Okay. Right, okay. I'll, I'll stick it out for it to find out. It is essentially an action thriller spy romantic comedy with go. some very good comic characters. All right, should we move on? We've got more correspondence. Tracy Ullman coming up. Oh, yeah, Tracy Ullman uh, from Into the Woods, and we talked to her Really should pod. have said that at the beginning. In fact, we'll, we'll copy it, we'll paste that into the beginning, yeah. and we'll leave this here so that you know that we've edited it. Exactly. Um, Tracy Ullman, and we're going to talk to her mm-hmm. about The Simpsons and how her show, The Tracy Ullman Show, in the 80s, launched... The biggest and most successful TV show of all time, The Simpsons. We get to have a, a chat about, about that with her and a bit about her new film, Into the Woods. There's and Luke Marsden to talk to and Fife Dangerfield. Shall we skip Luke and go straight to Fife? <laughs> I always like to skip my Luke. So let's skip him, go straight to Fife, and maybe we'll get Luke on at some point as well. Oh, I've not got me jingle. She's always... Have you got your chimes? Uh, 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 yeah, I've got my chimes. Hang on. Hang okay, on. All right. Uh, all right, you, you, you say it and then I'll do it. Uh, joining us now is our resident guinea pig. Uh, he was uh, once in a band called the Guillemot Stillers. Writes music and she's always a woman to me. It's Fife Dangerfield. <laughs> so happy new okay. year, officially Fife. Of course, Thank we you. mentioned this on the Christmas special. Since then, we've had our Lord Richard Attenborough special. And uh, so it's been a while now for you to start watching Mad Men proper. Um, so... How many episodes of Mad Men have you watched at the advice, as our guinea pig, of the listeners of the box set pod? Five and a half. Five and a half. <laughs> he's passed, he's passed, passed the, the four, four episode hurdle. Um, now, the five and a half, does that mean that you've given up halfway through <laughs> the well, No, it means that I, I, was, I fell asleep in, in an episode yesterday. That's not a good uh, sign. Well, I, I, was, I, I think it was much more to do with the fact that I was... Tired. I was tired and, and I had eaten a lot <laughs> and maybe drunk too much too. So I think I think that was more. Uh, you know. Okay, five. Okay. So how okay, are you? Fe- how are you feeling about? You're feeling about Take it. us through it. Well, um, I'm definitely enjoying it. Like it's, um, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to know, which is not very good for for you, but it's it's a little bit hard to find too much to say. Like I kind of, I was I, I was maybe expecting it to be a bit more sort of in your face or right mm. uh, i don't know just from the way you talked about it and the amount of people i've heard going it. on about it i knew it i knew because i listened i always listen back and i listened to one where we were building it up and we were well, saying it was going to be really misogynistic and really well, you know i think and I, thought, well, and, and you, I remember you saying that ben draper is like you know evil it's nasty it's got a like i well, was like 
Well, yeah, an enigma. Right. He, 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 you know, not without his flaws, but like no, I think no, I, I think you know. Jamie. It was Jamie trying See, to describe it. Yeah, him. I think the thing with him is I actually I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's just he's a very hard guy to develop a good or bad opinion about. You can't just say this is a bad guy or this is a good guy. He's very much a, in that grey area. I was wondering right. actually for you this early in, what do you actually think of Don Draper? Yeah, what do you think of him? Well, I mean, I kind of like him. I mean, in the, certainly in the context of the programme, I think he's probably a lot more likeable than, than uh, some of the other guys. Kevin Spacey. Well, I mean, this is the thing, you see, I, I, was, I, I think I was expecting a Frank Underwood kind of yeah. mm. guy. And No, I mean, you know, like, I mean, I know, you know, there's all this sort of sleep, sleeping around and everything, but yeah. I mean, that's very much in the context of you know, everyone, it, it very much seems to be that world they're in. But you kind of get the sense that there's a lot of depth there and a lot of stuff we don't know. And yeah, I, I find him interesting. But I think the whole series is kind of interesting, but in a much sort of a gentler way yeah. than I thought it would be. I, I yeah, was expecting it to be much more fast-paced and yeah. kind of... Uh, much more sort of like uh, uh, whoa like, I think you've uh, summed yeah. it up I think you've summed up why people aren't grabbed in immediately by the knackers by Mad Men it does take are a they while. not though because no, people I've heard a lot of people talking about it oh well, well, it's it's. I mean yeah, it's, it's phenomenal it's, it's, but, a, it's a hit but it really is a novel you know it it, it, right, it right. really really creeps you have to get well and truly into the world I mean, and really yeah. get to know these characters that are released very slowly they are and I right. think that's that's the thing like I think the first series is like quite sort of if it was a colour it would be a very grey dark sort of colour and and the second mm. series it kind of opens up a bit more and right. you feel like the characters start to express themselves a bit and it, a lot like the era it's setting cause it starts off setting the I think it's the 50s into yeah. the 60s it's a very okay. oppressive era and it kind of follows like the, the the tone of the show follows the year of it it's actually set in each series and it does open up more and more when it gets towards the six the seventies uh, and the late sixties so it's it's an interesting like watch in that way because it does start off very very slowly and very yeah. kind of subtle. No, well, I think I you know I'm intrigued to keep going definitely. Good. Um, Good. Although potentially if there's like what other ten series <laughs> it's going to take a long time. <laughs> uh, no, I think you'll get through it. I mean, there's not that many episodes of series, is there? And yeah, you've got, like, what, 10, 11 of series. Yeah. And there's yeah. only, and there's only, we're on the final series now, the, which is the series, uh, is it six or seven? Um, yeah yeah we've had an email from adam tell your friend advertising's fife dangerfield to try (laughs) to try the newsroom that'd be a good tester for other stuff you did watch the newsroom did you Uh, i really liked it well i mean i think there was only one series wasn't there no, no, they've, they've done made, three. Yeah, they've just five. Finished. Five. You really should listen back to this box set pod. I know there is, but we haven't talked about the newsroom before. Have yes, we? we have. Yeah, we've, we are forgotten with Luke Marsden, not you, Luke no. Marsden. But and I know he's difficult to understand. That's a, but yes, there's three series and and it's just finished. In fact, we've received another email from somebody. This is to literally just come in. Dear the box set pod, I've just watched the finale of Newsroom and I don't know where else to turn. I watched Sports Night, I watched West Wing, I watched Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. All of these written by the same guy, Aaron Sorkin. The biggest obvious problem with Newsroom is that no matter how interesting the news drama was, Aaron Sorkin felt the need to put this against a backdrop of schmaltzy, unbelievable romantic stories for all the characters. All of them. They can't all just work together. They have to all be fighting with their emotions 
emotional needs of each other. Mainly sappy but strong women who can't just help be in love with men who have principles but poor social skills. And when you do that with sometimes word-for-word recycled storylines from the West Wing, well, that's a low blow, you make it hard going, lazy. But I got past that and I enjoyed season three. It was gripping. It was less sentimental. And then Aaron Sorkin, you spunked it all up in the wall. Up the wall oh. in the final in the fun in the finale, like you learn nothing. Like you wrote on one on day one and thought, "Fuck you guys! I can't be bothered to thank you for your commitment." One of the scenes, and I'm paraphrasing here, equals: Why do you keep doing this when there's less viewers and less money? Because it's just getting good. How long do you fucking want, Aaron Sorkin? It's been two years. Do better. Don't. Fucking lecture me. I stuck with it. I was there. And then Howell and Jamie, he killed it all off in one scene. How did he do that? They all sing a fucking sing. They all sing a fucking sing. Like in Anchorman. Fuck you, Aaron Sorkin. Never again. Fing a fucking sing. Wow. Getting intense. Chap, isn't he? Wow. But, but now, now I will have beeped out what happened because we don't put spoilers on here. So I will have beeped out what those last sentences said. They do something in the last episode, but seriously, Fife, seriously, if they actually do that in the finale, that's a step too far, surely. I tell you what, talking about finales, I don't know if anyone listening to this um, seen a series called Jericho. Jericho. It's it's on Netflix, and it was... um, It was... I really got into it years ago. You know, sometimes you just need a program that you're aware that you're watching something that is fundamentally pretty shit. Yes. Uh, but it's, it, it, it's got just the right kind of level of balance of everything that, you know, I, I really, really looked forward to having nights in with yeah. that, maybe a takeaway curry. Uh, no, that's exactly how I feel. Kind of a, yeah, I've got a show uh, called Under the Dome, which is like that. It's a bit trashy and it's a bit... But I love watching right. it. Yeah, uh, I would say yeah, the same exactly. thing about Chuck. But, and of course, we had Mel from Chuck on uh, last week. But yes, the, the last episode. I mean, I won't say what happened. But right. The, it, it's incredible. It it seems like in the making of it, someone has suddenly gone. Nah, we need to pull it. We need to wrap it up in this episode. And and the, the last episode is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it's just like suddenly the pace goes up by about 20 times and it's like <laughs> all this ridiculous <laughs> stuff and then it's over. And it's just... Uh, well, let yeah. me tell you, that isn't going to happen with Mad Men. Listen, I, I, no, what I want to say about Mad Men is... Stick with the it. end of season one is brilliant as well, and it's really right. like it's one of those moments that really gets you. So stick does with just, it. Does to he finish just the season. Trousers and get his willy out and just stand there looking a <laughs> bit sad. I, he just let, yeah, he gets that. little Don Draper out and gives him <laughs> yeah. a run around the office. <laughs> this is becoming a running theme in this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I am Richard the Third. Um, five. Uh, okay, yeah. we'll give you till next week to finish season one, and then we will find out if you're going to carry on with it or not. If you need more recommendations or not. Um, okay. Gradually, we're going to take over your life. I guess it would make very good listening if all I did now for the next sort of six months is watch Mad Men. This is a problem. (laughs) This is a a problem we didn't foresee. What if I want to keep watching Mad Men?
<laughs> well, we've got such varying different types of box set pod now popping up, specials and things. So it no, might I give could you just become like the the Mad Men correspondent. <laughs> well, it just might give you longer. I mean, it might give you longer right. in between your appearances to 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 watch stuff. Just yeah. blitz okay. it. Just Fine. blitz it. Just get it on and don't stop. <laughs> well, I'm, right? I'm a busy man. You know? put, put, but, a uh, no, anyway. it, put, yeah. get, put Put a, a nappy, nappy on. on. Get get <laughs> a bucket full of KFC and don't <laughs> leave the house. <laughs> Thanks, Five. <laughs> All right, bye. Right, so it's time for Tracy Ullman. Now, this interview, Tracy Ullman, yeah. um, big star. I love Disney. I'm a big fan of Disney. Tracy Ullman's in this with Meryl Streep, who who criticised the man Walt Disney at, when he was giving Emma Thompson an award for saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. Her criticisms are mostly unfounded. And what does she criticise again? Is it cryogenically uh, frozen and stuff? No, he's he was he was cremated, by the way, and. Um, uh, it, w- it was like um, was it Nazi stuff? Well, it was just making out that he was again making out that he was a horrible right wing sort of sexist um, misogynist. And uh, it, it, well, just look how, into it. Hey, Howell's read a book about him, all right? Yeah. Okay, just do a little bit of Google. Howell's read one book. Shut up. <laughs> do some googling, right? Anyway. That is the common misconception. There's many common misconceptions. Anyway, whether she was right or wrong, um, I uh, we got to speak to Tracy Ullman. Seven minutes. <laughs> Not very long, but it's, we did squeeze in a chat about The Simpsons. It was good fun. We managed to get a mention a, into the box set. She's an interesting lady. We've turned down some big stars recently off the back of the fact that they have nothing to do with box sets. Yeah, but we couldn't turn Tracy down because we had to, I mean, the we had to ask about the is iconic. And we were worried because she's quite, we heard she was quite tetchy about talking about it, but... Should we say who we turned down? We turned down Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany, who's in the new Johnny Depp film, Mordecai. <laughs> Who the hell are we to turn down? No, but we just didn't, But he's not been any in any really good TV. No, we've got to have at least a really flimsy link. Yeah. Um, okay, and we won't. So we will. We have it, some integrity. God damn it! Yeah. All right. So here comes our seven whole minutes with Tracy Ullman. Hello. 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 Uh, hello. Tra- yes. Hello. Is that Howell and Jamie? It's Howell Hi, and Jamie. Tracy. Howell. <laughs> like Howell Bennett. Oh, it was Hugh yes, Bennett. That's who I was named after. No, it was Howell. But that Bennett. was Hugh. You used no. to call him Hugh Bennett. Well, you were calling him the wrong name. Oh, you were totally really offended. Was <laughs> 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 he? Ooh. Is he no longer with us to complain? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Google it, Google it. All right. Well, been great Apologies. Chatting, How are you, Tracy. fellas? Good, <laughs> good. Heil. How... Howl. How... Howl. Tracy, Tracy, mm. thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, oh, Jamie just said... Uh, can, I, can I just t- tell on Jamie? He said, Howl, she's quite a talker. She's quite a talker, Tracy, young man. <laughs> yeah. I know, I've had a couple of cappuccinos. I know. Nightmare. And we've got uh, seven minutes. Rambling. Three of right, which have gone up. on high elevens. <laughs> no, we, we like a good talk. Yeah, we do. We love yeah, it. Well, yeah, well, it's what you do for a living, isn't it? Okay, two things I'm super excited about. Number yep. one, in general, I love Disney. Just have, have, I just love the Walt Disney oh, story. Geek. I know. <laughs> you are following Frozen as well. Yeah. And do you feel the immense pressure on your shoulders? It's such a different film i mean i'm a, i'm thrilled disney made this film this is sondheim this is you know my goodness people die people are deceitful people cheat on their husbands you know it's not your traditional stuff you know mm. cinderella finds her prince and then says Do you know what he's not a great guy i <laughs> think i might be on my own here um 
And we were a low-budget film. Gosh, I think we made this for $50 million. Really? Nothing. Yeah. Um, But already it's a huge success in America. I mean, it opened number one over the Christmas holiday. It's made $100 as we speak. And therefore it's made more in a week than the two Broadway productions made in over 20 years. So it's really exciting to bring it to such a... A bigger audience, and well, I'm I'm also a big Sondheim fan, and yes, I, you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just love it. Sending the clowns, Tracy. What what do you um, uh, what was it like working on on something like this and on film as well? It's so theatrical. It was great. I mean, it's I saw my son in a production of his in his school. He played Jack, and I remember mm. listening to it for like ten nights in a row because he's my son. He's a genius, and I was <laughs> like, you know, watching it, and I just the complexities and layers and it's so difficult to sing you know it's like doing Shakespeare and sing. it's it's difficult stuff you've got a good voice though Tracy I it, can hold a tune well, you know me I was had a pop career you didn't you they don't know about us <laughs> there you go get it out of the oldies file It'll be any, it on. look in the file now it says uh, <laughs> 80s you know, nostalgia oh that girl yeah um, so no I love singing and I you, like, you I, and your friend Meryl Streep together yeah it must be lovely yes, to work yeah. with a friend on something like this. She's really singing in this. She's our leading lady. I mean, she's mm. really she's really prepared for this. And she was just talking about how she swam a mile a day to expand her lungs. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I mean, it's different than doing eight shows a week in the theatre. You know, that, and you really have to have pipes to do that. What did you do to expand your lungs for this? <laughs> <laughs> I just talk a lot, as you pointed out. I just, you know, expanded my jaw as well. She wouldn't shut up. Um, I just have a cappuccino at six in the morning, you know, stroke the cow, kick the cow on the set and just got going. Nice. Um, no, I, I didn't have that much to sing, but I, I could sing. Well, I found that I'd pre-recorded it and it was very slow when we got into the field at six in the morning with the cow, as I say, so. <laughs> <laughs> they let me just sing it live and they tweaked the track so that I could so it was faster who was your favourite person to work with on this project who I loved them all honestly we, we stayed in a hotel in uh, Dover yeah. we had a little bit of a location sort of thing and it was just it was it was the hotel that that those couple Dominic and what's her name that are on that telly addict show yeah. those people that watched the telly it was yeah, their yeah, hotel yeah. no way yeah and they had that, that little Dax. Jamie looks confused. Them. On Gogglebox. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Gogglebox. On Gogglebox. That you too. And oh, they no did way. mention they were about and Chris Pine and Anna Kendrick and Meryl and I were staying. They had this oh, you must have got hotel. hammered every night then. <laughs> oh, please. We were like, it was fantastic. He was such a character. And Chris yeah. was like, hey, Dominic, how you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Chris. Hi, what do I drink? <laughs> they were hysterical. Three o'clock in the oven. Hello, get me. Oh, gosh, a Dax and a poo in the lobby. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god your dog is shat you know, it was hilarious we're in this hotel and I, when I just told Chris I said they've become massive stars now he was like wow that's great <laughs> <laughs> and this was just a coincidence we couldn't it? believe it and I was like welcome to my country we're all like this Chris wow buddy uh, oh it's weird that it you was could, so funny. It's weird that you say because uh, that you're a country, but uh, America's like your adopted country these days. I mean, you moved over there in the eighties. Well, didn't I've you? worked there more, but I'm always here. I've always had Are a you? place here. No one offers me a job here. I don't know. <laughs> My daughter well, must, works. How here. weird must it have been though when James L. Brooks comes to you and offers you a, 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 your own TV show on Fox, a yeah. network TV show in America? It was fantastic. I mean, I've got, I was, my husband had lived in America a while, so it wasn't like I just went over there and did it. You know, I lived there for two years and yeah. had babies and, you know, got, got the green integrated card into the society. <laughs> yes. um, 
And then, you know, just had this fantastic job offer there, which was very absorbing and exhausting and you, created the Simpsons and they're obviously more well known than me well this is the I thing wish I, I might get three minutes in the middle of their show <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice well you have created the, <laughs> you, you created, you created the, the, the biggest the monster in history yeah well, it's amazing who knew I, I remember mean, when the Matt Groening came in with the drawings of really? Marge with blue hair we went wow Whoa. Who knew? Were you like Joey Capnell's on my show? <laughs> Joey's voice. Oh That's amazing. Yeah, so I can stand in for her if she's not. I have done actually. Oh, <laughs> I really? didn't tell you that. Oh yeah. my god! Did you did you know? Did, so when you look back and you go, did, at the time we like this is weird. This show, this Simpson thing is not going to work. Oh at no, all. we thought it was great. We really it was fabulous. Yeah, and when they spun off, it seemed like a natural thing. It was Matt Groening's genius. Wow. It was brilliant. It was always clever and funny. I loved it. And you could have um, done voices on it as well as like other characters. Yeah, I did a couple. I never used to have time because I was always doing my own show, but yeah. If it's you could it's be pretty amazing. I mean, I've had quite, you know, I look back now. My, I'm a veteran of the business. I know we've got to go. <laughs> I know we're probably on our last minute. If you could be in any TV show now, which one would you be in? Either either past or, 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 or present? Dating Naked VH1. <laughs> <laughs> my latest funny show just when you think reality TV is like hit a wall there's a groundbreaker is that I think, really, they should, is that I think everything show? should be n- naked now you know yeah. <laughs> oh it kills me that show with the buzzy bits oh god me and my kids love that show I have to admit um, I, was I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad and then we'll do an English version that will be so disgusting it will just yeah. destroy the whole yeah. thing like we did you know when we did they did Jersey Shore then we do Geordie Shore and it's like so horrific you know? yeah, uh, Tracy honestly pick, pick a country okay I because I, I visit America a fair bit and I'm not ashamed to admit that at the moment I would rather live in America than Britain right why? now right, why just, what's would, up there is a, there's a mood there's an it's optimism. the same place well, an optimist. There's always we've always said that. Though. But have we? Well, for me personally, I've only ever thought this once, and I'm like, I'd rather be there. Would you? If you had to choose, could you choose? Pick one. Well, I'm both now. I'm lucky. I'm really, really lucky, guys, because I became an American citizen. I swore allegiance to George Bush in a big stadium with other <laughs> people. And listened really? to the song. Do you know what they played when I became an American? <laughs> I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free and I can stay. And they showed like all pictures of monster trucks and like and the moon landing. And I was no. laughing. It was like, oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I like going between the both. Yeah. I like it, like they say on Virgin Airlines, I like a combination of the both. <laughs> Champagne, orange juice, a combination of the both. Well, listen. I mean, mix it up, go over there, it's cheap, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've not lost your accent, though. You've not gained oh, a no, transatlantic uh, accent or anything. No, it's, it's so annoying basically. when people gain that accent. I'm so glad when you When they haven't. start talking like this. I, I just think you can't say over there. You can't say, not off, or I'm just going <laughs> to pop out for a minute. You're popping. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just, just, they're just more polite than us. Everyone's just yeah. messed up. Yeah, We're just exactly. all as cynical. Oh, yeah. Satirical and yeah, you're just getting older, guys. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Antidepressant. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Um, Tracy, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, oh, when's thanks. Into the Woods out? I don't know. Oh, all right, like I can now. do that. I'll fill it in. Friday, yeah. um, Friday, Friday. It's Friday. Can't wait. Fabulous movie. It really is. It's great. Take the kids. Take grandma. Take the whole flipping lot. I've always thought. But the final question. I've always thought James Corden. We'll have to leave it there. Thank oh, you very much. Okay. Oh, oh, damn oh. It. oh, I'll ask you another time. Bye. Thanks, Tracy. Bye. bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, bye. Pure. <laughs> That's Tracy Ullman. Next week, she's great. Isn't she great? She's a fantastic... She was a lot more um, uh, lively, bouncy than I thought that she would be, actually. She was excellent fun. Um, yeah. It's very hard in a press junket like that for people to actually sound interested and she did. 
next week. I know I said last week that it would be this week, but it's not. It's going to be next week. We've got a Torchwood star on, and what he has to say is incredibly critical of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's brilliant, though. He's got, we have a great chat about Doctor Who. We talked to him about Russell T. Davis and his new TV show, Russell T. Davis's new TV show, Channel 4. It's coming on called Cucumber, which mm. I've seen some clips for, and it looks really funny. So it's going to be an interesting chat. And also, don't forget, I am going to Miami. I'm going to track down Dexter's house. There's, uh, there's more to come on all of that. There's loads more. Thanks for your emails. Please do pop us an email. It's lovely to see it. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. And please, right now, give us a review or recommend us to a friend because we need to get those figures going. Thank you!